train approaching. Stand back on the platform edge. Hello everybody, welcome to the How Train Talks podcast station. With me in the studio today is Mr. Ron Kluzek. I hope Ron, I'm pronouncing it correctly. Welcome. Correctly, thank you. Okay. We are today talking about the impact of Dolomites in the How Train project. And Ron is going to be taking us through those issues and also insights and lessons learned from there as we normally do with these knowledge podcast sessions. Ron, uh, good morning and let's get right on to it. Would you give us a brief history about yourself, uh, your experience career-wise and your experience in, in the engineering geology of South Africa and your involvement with the How Train project? Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, my career, professional career, started in 1976, and I started working on what is now the Huguenot Tunnel. Um, I've been involved with about 14 different tunneling projects, uh, from the Riches Bay Coal Line to the Palmy Pump Storage Scheme to Lesotho Highlands, and more recently the Train project. Yeah. So. I have a, a passion for rock mechanics and particularly um, underground works. That mm-hmm. my work with Khao Train started in 2000 with the initial investigations for the tunnels uh, between Joburg and Marlborough. So you are one of the people that we've been fortunate to have in the studio that have been involved in the Khao Train project since the beginning. So for the last uh, 15 years, we're going to talk about that uh, a, a bit later on in the discussion. Today, with regards to Dolomites in particular, could you give us a, a brief history of the Dolomites in South Africa, the geological landscape and the challenges and how these were mitigated in the past? Right. Um, the geology of South Africa is quite complex mm-hmm. um, with very many varied types of of rock. Um, Dolomite accounts for about 3% of the um, land mass in South Africa, and about 14% of Gauteng is is assumed to be on Dolomite. Um, Dolomites historically um, have caused huge damage to structures and loss of life. The problems with Dolomite started around about the 1960s with the mining. The gold reefs underlie the Dolomite to the south of Joburg. Mm. And with the mining activities, uh, the water from the Dolomites were draining into the mines and the mines were pumping this water out. Yeah. Um, in 1962, there was a case at West Riefentine Mine where a three-story crusher plant disappeared into a sinkhole, which was about 55 metres in diameter and 30 metres deep, uh, with a loss of 29 lives. Uh, in 1964, there was a family of five that were swallowed up in a in a huge sinkhole. And in 1963, there was what's called a dough line, which is not a sinkhole, it's a gradual depression over a large area, uh, which affected about 22 houses. So at that stage, people didn't really understand the mechanism of, of why dough lines or sinkholes were occurring. Mm. And a huge amount of effort was, was put in and... Um, to try and understand the mechanism. We now have a far better understanding of the mechanism why this occurs. The main reason is that if you change the groundwater level, yeah. if you dewater a mine or dewater 
uh, dolomite section and the groundwater um, is lowered, mm. what happens, the surface water infiltrates the ground and as it passes through the dolomite, it actually dissolves the dolomite. Mm. And this is how you start getting cavities. These cavities progress up through the soil and when the structure above the cavity is not strong enough to support the, the roof of the cavity, it collapses and that forms the, the sinkhole. In Centurion, we have dolomites between Centurion and Pretoria. Yeah. Fortunately, there's no mining activity in that area. So the sinkholes, are, we do have problems with sinkholes, but they are much smaller than experienced to the south of Joburg. Okay. So if there's listeners out there following our conversation at the moment and you were to explain to them what a dolomite is and you've touched on it briefly, how it impacts on either an engineering construction or a mining project. So if we were to break it down for the listeners on, on what a dolomite is and, and why it causes the kind of problems that you've articulated. Dolomite... Um historically was deposited in very shallow seawaters and these are carbonaceous deposits. Now a carbonaceous deposit, if you put it in an acidic environment, the acid actually eats away at the carbon carbonaceous, the carbonate of the um, material. So this is how the rock actually dissolves, it's being eaten away by acidic water. Even if it's just slightly acidic, it'll still eat away the rock very, very slowly, but it eats away the rock. So these rocks have been around for 250 million years. So in most areas, the ground is stable because the groundwater condition is stable. Mm. It's the interference of man and developments that causes the instability. They say about 96% of sinkholes are man-induced from developments where dewatering is taking place or from services, wet services, that are leaking and then put water into the ground and Mm. so cause the cavities or sinkholes. One of the problems with dolomite is that it's very different, it's got a very different behavior to other types of rock. Normally, when one does a development on ground, one has the softer material at surface, and as you go deeper, the material becomes stronger with depth. Mm. Dolomite is completely the opposite to that. You have the stronger material at surface, and as you go deeper, you actually get softer material at depth until you hit bedrock, which is then very solid. Mm. And it's the softer material which is giving problems with regard to long-term settlements or um, sinkholes when one dewaters. We are still with Mr. Ron Kluzek and we are talking about the impact of dolomites on the How Train project. And we are now going to move on to the part of this discussion about uh, the How Train project in particular, pre uh, the construction phase. Were there any geological surveys or studies done during the feasibility stage of, of the project? And, and what did this reveal? Pre-construction of the Khao train, various studies were carried out in the Dolomitic area. Various routes were, were investigated through the Centurion area, and eventually a route was chosen which gave the least risk um, for sinkhole formation. Uh, this investigation was um, consisted of percussion holes and resistivity surveys, 
And also there was an airborne survey where electromagnetic and resistivity readings were taken. This gave a very general impression of the Dolomite terrain, um, but there were large areas along the route where there was no real indication of bedrock level. So what were the, the recommendations made then out of those studies and, and plans put in place with the knowledge that there's potential dolomites in the Centurion area? During the detailed design, the contractor did some very sophisticated investigation work to try and get design parameters for the dolomite uh, material. The problem with the dolomite material, it is highly variable and it goes from very strong chert material to a very soft wad material. The contractor was able to carry out a series of tests where he was able to give design parameters to each different type of material and by doing drilling in certain areas he was able to identify the exact geological conditions that he had to deal with. Knowing the geological conditions, for instance the depth to bedrock and the thickness of soft and hard layers, he was then able to decide on what was the most suitable type of foundation to employ in that area. In addition to that, uh, an analysis was carried out whereby the whole dolomite route was um, divided into low-risk, medium-risk and high-risk areas. Mm. In the low-risk areas, the contractor was able to do conventional uh, engineering foundations such as spread footings, which are straight onto bedrock, Mm. or otherwise piled foundations which went down to bedrock. The problem with the dolomite bedrock is that it is very irregular and it, it forms pinnacles and these pinnacles can be 10 to 50 meters um, high yeah. with the voids in, not voids, but material in the middle. So in the medium and high risk areas, different techniques were used to uh, found the cow train on. Mm. One of them is the U-section, which is called the U-section, which is actually like a bridge deck sitting on the ground. So that if a sinkhole does form, then this bridge deck spans over the the sinkhole. The whole of the car train route is designed to cater for a 15 meter diameter sinkhole. Mm. That sinkhole can occur anywhere and all the structures have to be completely safe as far as the traveling public are concerned. In the most severe case, we have what is called a floating foundation where bedrock is very, very deep. So what the contractor did is he then grouted up the rock, which is basically filling the the soil, the cavities with a cement mixture, mm. and he consolidated that area. He then piled into that area and formed a foundation that is actually floating in this grouted rock mass. Yeah. Um, in the high-risk areas, the in order to mitigate against the occurrence of a sinkhole, there's approximately 5.8 kilometers of viaduct. Mm. The advantage of the viaduct is that it has very isolated founding areas which support the the train structure. The sinkhole can then occur between these piers of the viaduct 
and not affect the, the running of the train or the safety of the public. If a sinkhole were to occur adjacent to a structure or a pier, each foundation is designed to withstand the occurrence of a 15 meter diameter sinkhole. Okay. Would you say, you know, having looked at or reviewed the recommendations by the concessionaire and what was ultimately implemented, would you say that those were innovative solutions to the problem? I think they were innovative because the the car train actually set a precedent as, as far as constructing over dolomites is concerned. Yeah. The utilisation, for instance, of the U-structure, um, as far as I know, is the first time that it's actually been used in this country. And the utilisation of the viaduct, especially over such long lengths, is also new. Mm-hmm. For instance, the cantilever bridges which were built at Jean Avenue and John Forster to go over those freeways some of those spans are over a hundred meters which is phenomenal for a bridge normally a bridge is about 40 meter span and these bridges span over a hundred meters yeah so according to your experience and exposure to a worldwide geological techniques and uh, construction would you say this is something that was unique to South Africa or it's solutions that have been implemented elsewhere? Each component, uh, whether it's the U-shape or the viaduct or the cantilever bridges, has been utilised worldwide. Yeah. But as far as I know, this is the first time they've all been brought together on a particular project to um, span over the Dolomitic terrain in the Centurion area. Okay. Would you say then that the challenges that would have been posed by the Dolomites in the area were completely mitigated or is there some small chance of um, sinkholes appearing in those areas? With dolomites, there's always the probability of failure or the occurrence of a sinkhole. With regard to car train, everything possible has been done to mitigate against the occurrence of a sinkhole. Yeah. If a sinkhole were to occur, each of the structures has been designed to cater for a 15-meter diameter sinkhole. Mm. That is the largest probable sinkhole that we expect in this area. All sinkholes in this particular area have been less than that uh, from historical records. But as far as we're concerned, all measures have been taken to safeguard the traveling public. We are still with Mr. Ron Kluzak talking about the impact of dolomites in the Gau train project. And we are coming closer to the conclusion of our interview and looking forward what lessons or insights uh, that you can share with us about construction management in, in dolomitic areas and other geological conditions that you may think of that may have adverse impacts in, in large-scale projects such as the Hau train? One of the things that was highlighted with regard to construction over the dolomites is that the problem of sinkholes or dough lines is related directly to lowering of the groundwater. Mm. And part of the mitigation for Gau Train is what is called the water management corridor, where within this corridor, 
people are meant to abide by the recommendations of the Council for Geoscience with regard to wet services and dewatering. Mm. If one follows those guidelines, then one shouldn't have problems with wet services leaking and so causing a potential sinkhole. Mm. And one shouldn't be dewatering significantly so that the groundwater is lowered. Mm. So there's certain lessons that have been learned, not only with regard to what type of structure to utilize, but also how do you actually control the utilization of the land. Mm. And this is the biggest problem that we face at the moment because the concessionaire is responsible for the area within the rail reserve that yeah. has no jurisdiction of the land outside of the rail reserve, yeah. although that land may fall within the water management corridor. Absolutely. So it's trying to educate the public and the authorities, especially with regard to the use or abuse of groundwater and how it affects the potential risk on dolomites. Yeah. So how, how does this, speaking about groundwater, ordinarily, if one is doing this type of projects, uh, the geotechnical engineers and the other engineers, there are certain measures that must be taken to make sure that the groundwater is managed properly. In geotechnical engineering, most of the ground problems are water-related, whether it's slope stability mm. or foundation or water ingress into tunnels, and there are mitigation measures that, that can be taken. Uh, in a slope, you can put in drainage holes to make sure that the groundwater doesn't um, rise up yeah. and cause instability. In tunnels, you can grout the, the ground, uh, preferably pre-excavation or ahead of the excavation, and then that seals the, the water fissures in the ground, so that stops the water ingress into the tunnels. And with the dolomites, um, Basically, you want to try and keep that groundwater level as stable or as static as possible uh, because it's only when the groundwater is lowered that one gets these problems of the dough lines, which are gradual settlements which take place and form these depressions, mm. or the sinkholes, which are cavities which are forming in the rock, which then progress slowly through the soil to surface and then occur very suddenly when the, the cap of the cavity collapses and one has these sinkholes. And looking forward to extensions and expansions project, how are these lessons in your view factored or going to be factored in, into that planning process? I think from the previous work that's been done on the phase one of Khao Train, there were lots of lessons that were actually learnt and it was a very good experience because we had international experts and our local experts all working together mm. to try and mitigate this problem of sinkholes or potential risk to the travelling public. So very sophisticated techniques were utilised in order to determine what the geology was at particular locations with regard to the depth of bedrock or the variability in the in the soil mass. Mm. Knowing your actual ground condition gave you a very good um, idea as to what remedial measures would be required 
or what founding solution would be um, appropriate. Ron, thank you very much for being with us in the studio today, uh, talking to us about the impact of Dolomites in the How Train project. We do value input. Any other parting short or insights that you would like to leave with us today? Now, from our side, I found the, the How Train project extremely challenging and extremely um, rewarding mm. to, to work on. It has been a, a large proportion of my professional life. Yeah. And working with these professional people during the design and during the construction was a pleasure. And just seeing how innovative um, the global community can be with regarding to solving problems like we had on the Dolomite was very rewarding. And I think we can take away a lot from this and implement the solutions Uh, in future projects. Okay, thank you very much, Ron. Uh, We do value your time and your input today. You've been listening to the How Train Talks podcast station. I was in the studio today with Mr. Ron Kluzek, a senior associate at uh, Gib. He was giving us insights about the impact of the Dolomites in the How Train project. To listen to this and more, please uh, follow us on Twitter and listen to us on our website, howtrain.co.za. Thank you.